Hey everyone, welcome to another Sacred Cow Barbecue. Grab a plate, hope you're hungry for some truth. Uh, because today is Tuesday, it is sometime around the end of February. I want to say February 24th, maybe 25th, I have no idea. It's Tuesday anyway, the last Tuesday in February. And um, and I'm gonna, my guest on for the first hour is Don Wassell, and he has just founded the American Freedom Union. Welcome back to Sacred Cow Barbecue, Don. Hi, Patricia. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, hey, we got, it's, you know, ever since you've lo- left Las Vegas, we've been having the most wonderful winters. All right, rub it in, rub it <laughs> in, again. <laughs> sure, I just, I just had to get that in, because I know, uh, how cold was it this morning where you are? Uh, it was minus nine in, in Pittsburgh at the airport, and uh, just north of here, about 15, 20 miles, it was it was actually 18 below. That's not the wind chill. That was the actual air temperature. So oh my. For late February, that that's uh, record-shattering cold, and it's yeah, been that, going on for just, too long. That's just damn cold. Yeah, we'll have to get um, somebody from Geoengineering Watch on to come and tell us what's going on with this, because it's not normal. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. So listen, you've um you you you've got a really um big job to do today to convince me that a new political party can turn this country around. Get started. What made you oh, form American uh, Freedom Union? Well, uh, American Freedom Union is not new, actually. Um, it's a continuation of, a, of an organization I started back in 1995 called the American. Nationalist Union. I changed the name of it to the American Freedom Union because I think the word freedom is more appropriate to the struggle that we are in uh, as individuals, as as a people, as a culture, as a country. Uh, it's a matter of whether we're going to get control over our own uh, our own lives again uh, at all at all levels because we have a control freak system right now that wants to regulate and order and demand and tell us what to do every literally every every second we're awake from birth to death that's the goal and they're really not too far away from that so really it's, it's in, a battle in it's not that in, the, in the corrupt way that they're doing it is just heinous oh yeah it is more and more corrupt and it's more and more in the open and the thing is uh you know as we, we've talked about many times in this society there's just a small number of people that get it, they can think outside the box, and the rest of them just can't. They've been successfully programmed. And so uh, the powers that be are a little more sloppy, they're a little more brazen, they're a little more open. They know they can they can do almost anything, and the, the sheeple, the masses, will just, uh, if they, they'll either not react at all or they'll applaud like seals. Uh, they'll, they'll, whatever the government does. Is, oh, they'll just go back to supported. dancing with the stars. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's odd you say that because I was watching the local news and, of course, the national news, too. They promote shows like that, these reality shows and these so-called talent shows and stuff like that. And I, I've never watched one second of them, not even – well, I, I won't say one second, of them, but I've never sat down and watched any of them since these reality shows came along. And, of course, even – I haven't watched primetime TV other than sports and news and things like that but the actual shows i just i quit watching them a long 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 time ago and i have no interest in them and i think really they my, what's one of my theories that people that watch tv without a critical eye they just sit back and absorb it passively are essentially programmed or hypnotized whatever you want to call it and they're that's the great masses of americans that, that uh, been fed all this 
way of thinking and, and believing, and they just accept it uncritically, and they're they're just like putty in the in the hands of yeah, of the it's, elites. it's it's an amazing tool. Stalin didn't have it this good, and there's scientific studies to back up what you're saying that people just go into alpha wave mode when they're watching television, and they just take it right in. It's like a dream state for them that they just take all this information in and do not stop to analyze it. Well, I can remember, uh, of course, they still say it now and then, but I remember when I was younger in school, they would talk about how Hitler supposedly mesmerized the German masses. Well, all Hitler was doing back then was, was giving speeches that were uh, sometimes in front of large live audiences, but also on the radio. Uh, I don't think they didn't have television. Maybe they had a, a, a clip or two at a movie theater or something like that, but it was basically it was just on the radio. Now, compare what the technology of then uh, and uh, the ability of somebody to persuade the masses to what we have now. I mean, it's it's a hundred, if not a thousand times more advanced. Uh, and of course, you've got that that has been a, a scientific endeavor for ever since radio and, and television and motion pictures came along, and, and photography actually how how to use this technology to manipulate the masses to go along with what the uh, invisible power or the powers that be want them to do. And that's exactly what's happened. It's this is the country where it's furthest advanced, but it's it's happening all through the world. But we're we're sort of the capital of it, and uh, we've got the most manipulated masses of people. But it's it's been going on for literally close to a century. So it's it's a fine art, you know, from advertising to television shows to movies to everything we get from the mass media. It's all there for a purpose, uh, whether just to make us mindless consumers happy, content, mindless consumers, or to make us think the way or about history they want us to, or, or more commonly not to think about history at all, not to think about our roots. And our, our historical memory has basically been wiped out. So people with no historical memory, with, with no roots, no historical roots, are, again, they're putty in the hands of those that wish to manipulate them. It's it's absolutely amazing. Are you familiar with uh, Mark Dice? He's like a videographer kind of. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of his videos. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable when he goes up to people at the beach and say, "Hey, it's Fourth of July. Uh, you know, uh, aren't you happy to be an American today? What what are we celebrating as Americans?" And they have no idea. Or whatever, or there's. One, it's not just one or two people. <laughs> right. And most people, the tendency is whatever you suggest to them, they'll, they'll go along with it just to go along, even you know if they have any idea what you're talking about or not. And you know, it's, it's I was talking to a, um, a stepsister of mine today, and we were agreeing about how dumbed down uh, consumer service is getting, customer service is getting in, in these big corporations. The people that work, when, when you call a, a large company, when you finally get a human voice, which takes a long time. Uh, when you talk to people, to get them actually to do what you want them to do, to correct a simple mistake, it's it's like pulling teeth. I mean, I, there's a couple of companies I'm dealing with where I've had to call them multiple times, getting them to correct mistakes that they made. And, you know, yeah, I, I spend about like a half hour total each time trying to get them to do it. And these, these morons just don't do it. And I don't know if it's because their their job's so low paying or they're so dumb or they just don't care. But it, it's just you sort of see this more and more throughout society where – Things are still churning along, but they're kind of breaking down too at the human level. Uh, you know, it's just, and that's the results of having a manipulated, dumbed-down society. Asking them to make a high-tech society run with dumbed-down people at some point, it just starts to develop cracks, and 
you know, who knows how long if they can keep it going. The, the the movie Idiocracy is what my stepsister and I were talking about. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't sure. seen it. It's pretty funny. Uh, if and people listening, if you haven't seen it, it it's on uh, cable periodically. It's 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 worth a it's worth a uh, a view. It's it's basically what uh, what will happen in this country in another few hundred years if we keep getting a uh, breeding downward as we have been, and people keep getting dumber and dumber. It's basically a uh, military man from the present is uh, sent on some kind of experiment where he's thrust into the future 500 years, and he's just an average Joe here. But there, he's they're in awe of him. He's the smartest, <laughs> the smartest man in, in America a few hundred years from now. <laughs> you know, they, they turn to him to run the country. It's it's pretty comical. Well, you know they're uh, they're doing it through. They're doing it every way they possibly can, through the media, through vaccines that damage people's uh, brains, through fluoride and chemtra- excuse me, geoengineering. I mean, there's this, no, they don't let up on it. It's, it's remarkable. And I really thought the opposite was going to happen in service jobs. When the economy got so bad, say 2009, 2010, around there, I thought people that were out of work would gravitate toward other jobs that would start replacing the Walmart, you know, zombies with people that were a little higher functioning, but that has not happened. No, it hasn't. And just as you say that, I'm trying to click to an article I posted on uh, AmericanFreedomUnion.com the other day. It's, it's from a, it's from a website called TheBurningPlatform.com, and it's called A Nation of Truck Drivers. And it's worth looking at that because he's he's got two charts here. And it's the most common job in each of the 50 states in 1978 and the most common job in each of the 50 states in the year 2014. Now, in the year 1978, the most common job in, in the United States was secretary. And I'm looking at this, and after that, it was farmer. Secretary, farmer, and then that's the vast majority of the states. Then there's a few others like truck driver. And... Uh, then Nevada, where you are, recreation attendant. And that's, uh, that's a euphemism for you know, gambling, working in the gambling industry. Right. <laughs> now, in the year, the year 2014, in almost every state, the most common job now is truck driver. Okay, truck driver. Now, what does that mean? Why is that? Well, as he wrote here, corporations bought up most of the family farms and older farmers died off. Independent farmers are now a dying breed. The Internet all but eliminated the need for secretaries. They became the buggy whip of the 21st century. There's no need for machine operators. That was another uh, popular job in 1978. When all the machines and manufacturing plants are located in China, Vietnam, and the rest of Southeast Asia, the Ivy League MBAs gutted American manufacturing and sent all the jobs to Asia, where they could produce the same products 80% cheaper and drive their corporate profits sky high along with their own stock. So we are left with a nation of truck drivers transporting cheap Chinese-produced crap to the millions of retail outlets where the low-wage slaves borrow to buy the crap. <laughs> the American dream achieved in 36 short years. I mean, there's there's a lot of truth to what to that. Oh, my God. Well, there's some so truck from, drivers. If it went from secretary farmer, what, truck driver, and what was the second, did you say? Well, just if you look at this, there's really, I don't think there is a second. I mean, it's oh. it's truck driver in most states now. There's like like in New York, it's primary nursing aide, a uh, couple of school oh. teacher. Actually, uh, New Hampshire is actually still secretary, and Arizona, that's the only two states now where secretary. Uh, wow. 
That's so an interesting demographic, you know, study. Yeah. yeah, most of the jobs now are people working as waitresses and uh, clerks and cashiers and then truck drivers driving all the Chinese-produced stuff to, you know, all the big stores. Uh, and the 99-cent stores and all those places. Right, and the Walmarts where a million-plus Americans work for minimum wage. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty fascinating uh, what what what's going on. So um, and, the, and the thing is about this, it's both parties, and that's the thing. You know, we're ta- everything we're talking about. The reason that the masses don't hear anything about it is because this is what both parties support. This is what both parties want. And of course, the government now it's not just the three branches that we were taught that we have: the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. There's also the media, the, the corporate media. That's and then the there's the the administrative branch. part, all the alphabet agencies. Right. That's right. And there, it's all it's a unitary system now too. There are no checks and balances anymore. It's they talk about the unitary executive, meaning that's a nice way of saying the president's now a dictator. But it's he's he's a dictator, and with all the other branches of government goose-stepping behind him, it's 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 not uh, in any way. There's no checks or balances. The people have no say at all. It's all. I mean, it's just more and more openly a dictatorship. Not yeah, here was a, a quote uh, that someone sent me today, and I haven't read the full article because it goes into the Second Amendment. But it, there was a constitutional law attorney named Herb Titus, who was recently interviewed on someone named Joe Miller show, the Joe Miller show. I don't know Joe, but in, in described for the first time his experience as special assistant U.S. attorney. And you, you, you graduated from law school, Don, so how does this sound to you? He discovered that federal agents were illegally wiretapping to gather evidence. He also described his shock at discovering that the U.S. attorney had a secret passageway to the federal judge's office so he could have unlawful ex parte communication with him. He said this type of corruption has continued to the present because of lack of accountability. There's absolutely no checks and balances whatsoever anymore. Right. Yeah, the judges and the lawyers, they're all buddies. Uh, again, they're all part of a club. Um, they're part of the the 1% of the 10%, and we aren't. And uh, so that's it's it's really them against us. That's the way they look at it. And uh, they're certainly not. I mean, they might have friendly rivalries, and there are some some good attorneys that fight hard for their clients, but there there aren't that many. And you never know if you're going to get one or not. Usually, you don't. But uh, you know, the last thing most attorneys want to do is get a get a judge mad at them. You know, because they see them at the, the same social events and clubs and golf outings and things like that. So you know, they're all they all want to stay on good terms with each other. Yeah, I know in Honolulu, the uh, Honolulu um, tax court attorneys. Uh, the prosecutors there, they have lunch with the tax court judge every single day. Yeah, I can believe it. Yep, it's uh, it's 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 absolutely incredible. And what I've seen the the judicial, um, you know, abuse and prosecute judicial misconduct and prosecutorial abuse has been just staggering. And there's been several books out about the Senator Ted Stevens case and and um. The one by Sidney Powell, uh, License to Lie, absolutely stunning. And then the the actual the the lawyer that was the defense attorney for him uh, wrote another book about that, um, Not Guilty, I think it was called, and just showed just how bad the whole situation is. And so, well, but until you find a judge that's willing to stand up, and the two um, two people whose cases I'm following, uh, Jim Cole from Maxim Labs and uh, Daniel Smith from um, StandbyDaniel.com. Their judges have been as corrupt as the day is long. The one in uh, Daniel Smith's case, 
absolutely stunning. And, and, and how do you take it? How do you discipline a judge? They have to be impeached somehow. They have to, you know, a couple judges have to go to jail before this is going to turn around. Well, they have to, uh, Every now and then, one's hung out to drive is because they anger the wrong person, um, or they're made an example out of to make make the sheeple think that there's actually some honesty. But you know, as somebody with a legal background, I've, I've, my advice has been unwavering ever since I went to law school and, and thereafter. Stay the heck out of the legal system. Um, it doesn't matter if your cause is just or not. 99% of the time, it's the side with the most money and the side with the most connections. That's who wins. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've been wronged or not. So people should try to stay the heck out of the legal system unless they have a whole lot of money and they know some really powerful people. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're ordered there when an alphabet agency like the FDA raids you. Oh, up no question about that. No question yeah. about that. But I'm it, just saying picking fights. Oh, uh, pick, you know, picking fights to say, oh, I'm going to sue you is a, the wrong. You answer. hear that all the time. Why don't you sue them? Well, you know, that sounds that sounds easy, but in real life, it's anything but. It's costly. It's uh, stressful and and. The vast majority of the time, you're going to get screwed, even if you're totally in the right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, so American Freedom Union has morphed from American Nationalist Union, ANU, and um, what, what's your what's your goal here, Don? Well, it's kind of, I guess, um, two-tiered. Uh, the American Freedom Union is a political organization. It is a membership organization. It tries to educate people and motivate them to uh, understand better what the problems are in the country and to look for political alternatives that uh, represent the vast majority in this country that are no longer represented, the disenfranchised people. Basically directing, in other words, directing them away from the Democrats and Republicans who are not their friends, including the Republicans. The Republicans are just the more palatable poison, uh, and, and really they're worse in a lot of ways because pe so many people think, well, maybe the Republicans will, will come to their senses and save us. Well, they're not going to. They never will. And the sooner people realize that, then we might have a sliver of hope of, of turning things yeah, around. It, so, it, yeah, to think it's Democrat-Republican is like saying heads I win, tails you lose. I mean, there is no choice. One and it's been the same choice for 150 years. I mean, look at everything that's changed so dramatically in every way in this country, but we still have just the Democrats and the Republicans because the system is closed. It works. The people that own those two parties are the ones that benefit from it, and they don't want to change it, and they're not about to unless they're, they're compelled to. It's just so, two wings of the same system. Exactly. And, again, you know, it's just it's so frustrating that so many people don't uh, still can't fathom that. Don't, it's so basic. It should be so obvious. Uh, there's another good article on the alternative right uh, web, website. It's called the Archie Bunker Syndrome, and that was on. That was post. I posted that the other day as well. And that's about how so many of these people. I mean, you remember Archie Bunker? The, yeah. the, uh, I never. The I never saw the show, so but I know the stereotype. Well, it was a groundbreaking show from the early 1970s. It was, sit, it was a sitcom that really pushed the envelope back in those days. Yeah, Norman Lear. Right, uh, you know, super left-wing Jewish producer, mm -hmm. and of course it made Archie Bunker. They demonized him as the stupid white bigot, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But the point of this article, the author was that so many of the Archie Bunkers back then and to this day, you know, they they supported Richard Nixon and the Republican Party, and they'll still vote for John McCain or you know whoever the Republicans 
presented them as a conservative rather than still not realizing that the Republican Party is the reason that they're, you know, that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're losing out their way of life and everything they believe in is being replaced and they're being demonized. And the Republican Party is a major reason why. And yet these people still reflexively support the Republican Party. So they are stupid. They are stupid in, in some ways because they just you just can't get the bulb, the light bulb, the light, and get them to understand. You know, the Republican Party does not represent you. If you want change, you have to support an alternative that that does support you. And that's you know that's the main reason third parties have never gotten anywhere. It's just it's it's the dilemma in this country. The old catch twenty two. People say, well, if it once we get somewhere, I'll be glad to join you then. Well, that's again, how do you? <laughs> the whole system is. Uh, set up to be a two-party system in perpetuity. Now, how do you break that down unless a lot of people are, are willing to support you and do so for a long period of time? You have to you have to be willing to support something, uh, understanding that it's going to take a while for it to succeed. You know, if you just expect a third party to come along and, and just turn things around overnight, well, it's never going to happen. You know, so no, it's not. It's never it's, it's never going to happen that way because even like people that portray themselves as outsiders, I don't know, people like. Um, Dennis Michael Lynch, um, you know, I don't, I don't see, even though he gets tons of FaceTime on places like Fox News and even CNN, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good-looking man, and he's well-spoken, he's a self-made millionaire, and he's a conservative. Um, I, I think the minute he throws his hat in the ring, uh, seriously, all that FaceTime dries up. Well, if he's on the media now and he's on Fox News, he's probably – Highly unlikely he's the real deal, anyways. I don't know. I really don't yeah. know anything. About I, I I say I say that myself. I I really do. I say that myself. And so it's um so it's really hard for someone to get out there. But we have to encourage ourselves, Don, that it was um the three percent that won the American Revolution. Right. That's right. And and that's so really, it's just really I, been I a numbers game. I agree, and it's not about majorities. Majorities don't make history. It's about. Uh, it's about the the aware having an aware vanguard that doesn't understand and will come together and, and work hard and I mean who, what can you know you always hear about the one percent uh, running things in this country and it's really not even one percent well they're not a majority they're one percent if that so if we could even mobilize five percent two three four five percent we can we can accomplish wonders so I mean, yeah that's the reason I'm still in this after thirty years I mean it's certainly discouraging at times and you see the same. Uh, patterns over and over again. You wonder, well, can can you get more than just a handful of people here and there to to understand what's going on? And now, Don, what, now, Don, let's be honest. When when we do get, you know, conservatives, real conservatives together, and people that understand what the problem is, um, they seem to fall into the same um, bad patterns that other people do with infighting and jealousies and egos and and all the rest. So. Well, that's true. No question about that as well. I mean, that happens over and over and over and over again. Um, I know you saw it there at the, at the Bundy Ranch, and yeah. but then again, I mean, that, that there was also what happened at the Bundy Ranch was a great example of what can happen when, when people work together. I mean, that was an incredible, uh, exhilarating event for so many people out there across the country that watched that unfold. So. Yeah. Uh, in the aftermath, maybe there has been a lot of the negative stuff, but the fact that something like that did happen and, and the incredible courage that was shown, all those people facing down those armed feds, and, you know, they didn't, for all they knew, there were armed drones above them, and who knows what else. I mean, to, to do what they did was just incredibly admirable and courageous. So, 
you know, the American spirit's still out there. It's just we've been so not just dumbed down, but we've been factionalized beyond belief, religiously, ideologically, ethnically, uh, you, you, know, you name it. Uh, it's just all our gender war, all this contrived uh, factionalism, you know, divide and conquer to, to an incredible degree that we've never seen before. And yet we do still have a lot in common. You know, we there's a lot of us out there that still have a basic values, basic decency, sense of fairness, and uh, we understand what this country was and what it was supposed to be, and that it's gone way down the wrong road. Uh, and so, it, you know, it, I, you know, I, 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 uh, it can be turned to, around, but it ain't going to be easy. Uh, my guest last week is um, a member of Anonymous, a rather outspoken member, and not the typical Anonymous member. He's, you know, 30-something, a professional, you know, works in, in the healing arts and, and what have you. But he has a, a Facebook page called Mind Banged, and it, he's, he clearly says he's a liberal, and, stuff, and it's so funny because he thinks the problems are Republicans. You know, I mean, even someone that that's astute about what's going on, they still fall into this Democrat Republican thing. Well, that's why I think the coalition that, that I, I'm interested in uh, rallying together. And, and by the way, just if I can, I can finish what else I'm trying to do. Uh, the American Freedom Union publishes a monthly newspaper called The Nationalist Times, which has been around since 1985. I've been publishing that for 30 years. And uh, there's also a new political party called the American Eagle Party, which we were supporting. Um, the head of it is Merlin Miller, who ran for president in 2012. He was on the ballot in three states. That means he wasn't on the ballot in 47, but he was on in three states. So that's a start. And he's he's a good man. And uh, I think you know, he's, he just harkens back to everything that's good and true about this country. And he's got a background in the military. He graduated from West Point. He's a uh, film producer, produced uh, some some movies for Hollywood with traditional themes, and uh, he's just he's a good man. And um, but well, I, we, um, we certainly couldn't have him in the White House. No, but well, but I, I certainly probably wouldn't let him. But the fact is, again, it's it's about finding a vehicle. It's about finding leadership. Uh, you know, the, the fact is, this country's been dumbed down so much, and it's it's lost its way in so many ways because there there are there is no leadership, and you can't. When when everything the power structure is all aimed at keeping people ignorant and and feeling powerless, then you can't expect the average person on their own to figure things out. So it's what's 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 brought this country down as far as it has is the fact that we don't have leadership anymore. The average average people need leadership. They need good leadership so they can be good people. And when you have a rotten, corrupt criminal leadership, well, then, you know, it rots from the head down, the fish rots from the head down, and that's what's happened. You can't expect the average person by themselves to, to, to write the ship, you know, but they will rally around good, honest, true leadership. And so, Well, you know, I, I love what you said. The, the, the last time we, we, we talked on, on air, Don, you, you made a, a really profound statement to me, and it's probably something you say all the time, but I'd never thought of it this way before. You said that the problem with Average people is they're just that they're average. Well, yeah, they just yeah, they, yeah. People, what, what, all through history, what do people do? They 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 just want to work. You know, they eventually uh, you know get married in most cases, have children, want to raise their children and, and see them do well, and then you know enjoy their grandchildren. You know, they don't they're not a, you can't expect them to do uh, you know write theses and uh, try and figure out the the problems of the world. You know, you just you just want to make it possible for them. To, to live their lives with as much 
happiness and fulfillment is possible. So get it out of their way, you know, and, and instead of well, that, a that's totalitarian what, government, give them give them freedom, the freedom to live their lives the way they want, the way they want to. But on the but on the other hand, Don, we we've we've bred that into people. You know, Jefferson said, "Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty." And so, if if we were raised knowing that it's our job as average people, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm just a little more outspoken than your usual average person. I'm below average in lots of ways, but um. You know, that, that we need to let people know that it's their responsibility to be involved. And this is how we got here, by not being involved. We went to sleep, and um, and when we woke up, we have this we criminal... Sleep, yeah, we, were, we were hypnotized. Yeah, but we but we allowed people to do it. And, and no, because it was... They, they lured us in. As Samuel Adams says, it's always observable that those who are combined to destroy the people's liberties practice every art to poison their morals. Exactly. The educational system, the government, the media, most importantly the media. It's most importantly the media. To make people feel powerless, to be ignorant about their history, to make them apathetic and uh, un- unwilling and incapable. I mean, most people, and you know, I'm, I'm like this in a lot of ways. I'm not self-sufficient. I don't know how to repair a car or you know, build a house or things like that. Most people are just... You know, we—that's another thing that's happened over the last few generations. We are incredibly self-sufficient people. You know, we grew our own food and provided for ourselves. And uh, you know, you have traditional roles. Women worked and did various things, even as they raised children. And but you know, but now, just even the most basic things. You know, women don't know how to cook anymore. Men don't know how to repair things. You know, so and it's the same thing when it comes to politics and history. Well, you know, everyone's pretty much to the point where they don't know anything about that, don't even know where to begin. They don't know who the representative is or how the government works. They don't they don't understand, they don't understand that they're being manipulated all the time. They don't think outside the box because they haven't been educated. Yeah, yeah, they, they they've we've given up responsibility for ourselves. We leave it to the white coat doctors and dentists. Oh, let the professional handle it, the tax accountant. We'll just do whatever people tell us to do because we're not smart enough. They tell you, oh and it has gotten convoluted, no doubt about it. I mean, and so, um, but it, it has to start with education. That The masses have to get educated and start taking responsibility for themselves again. And I don't know if there's any waking those, those folks up. You know, I, I, I really don't know. I think really at this point, you know, all, all we can try and do is reach the people that can be reached, those that want that have the ability or, or searching and can think for themselves or want to know the truth, you know, to open their eyes and their ears and you know, get the light bulb to go off. And unfortunately, there's just seems like there's never that many in this country. You just can't get very many. But you got to keep trying because it, it, the people that do see what's going on, it's not necessarily that they're smarter. A lot of times they're not. I don't know. You know, again, I don't know. It's, I, you know, I mentioned my theory about TV. I think TV is an incredible brainwasher. Uh, I think I've, I've I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people that I can converse with and understand what's going on, they generally don't watch much TV. Or if they do, they watch it with a critical eye. So I think that that's a big factor. I think that the boob tube has been has been an incredible weapon of destruction in this country. But but at any rate, you have to keep trying. And at um, the very worst, I mean, who, nobody knows what the future is going to bring, short or long term. I mean, history is changing so rapidly right now, and there are some good positive things going on. I mean, there it's. I mean, we're not, you know, World War, we're literally not far from World War III. That's a stronger possibility than it's been in a long time. But at the same time, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, things could actually work out 
for the better. You know, I mean, this power structure that thinks it's omnipotent and acts like it's a god with a small g, uh, you know, who knows uh, what could be followed? I mean, we were talking earlier about just the incompetence now. More and more stupid people running high-tech, uh, you know, having responsibilities and things like that. And everyone just assumes the grid is going to work, the matrix, you know, everything connected uh, by, by computers and electricity and things like that. Who knows what can happen? I mean, you know, oh, it, Black it, Swan event or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the debt system. I mean, there's so many there's so many things out there when you look at them one by one. Uh, you know, there's so many possibilities of crisis, uh, real crisis that we that, you know, nobody could expect that it could happen tomorrow. Yeah, well, everybody everybody's expecting, a, a, a you know, and they, and they tend to be, I guess I should say it this way, these crises tend to be interrelated that one thing will take another thing. It'll, it'll be like a domino theory when, when, if things do go down, but you we know, I'm always it. amazed that they've kept it propped up that, you know, the debt bubble propped up this long. When I first moved All to right. Vegas, I thought the summer of 2010 was it for the dollar. I thought for sure things were going to collapse and how they, well, I've always said that up. too, because I've heard, I've heard so many people, you know, well, the economy is going to crash and we're going to get the great, great depression, this and that. But, and I always say, well, look, I, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember a, a book that was being pushed by people called The Coming Great Crash of 1975. And, you know, there, then there was followed that by the, you know, the, the Depression of 1978 and on and on and on. I mean, people have been predicting crashes and the end of the world for a long time, and none of that has, has happened. And there's a good chance it never will. I mean, I, I think the the goal, the agenda, the, the clear agenda of the, of the power structure in this country is to just to keep transforming us demographically and economically, so that we are a third world people with a our overseers, the one percent, and then the the fifteen or twenty percent who uh, do well economically, working for the one percent, and then you have the eighty percent of the the proletariat, the the slaves. Poor to very varying degrees, masses, mixed, uh, you know, all different ethnicities and races, and, uh, you know, just so uh, mixed and poor that they're, they they could never be a threat to, to the power structure. That, that's what they want, and that's obviously what, what's been happening in this country for the last 50 years in earnest. Yeah, it sure has. Listen, everyone, I'm talking to Don Wassel from American Freedom Union and the Nationalist Times, and you're listening to sacred cow barbecue on freedomslips.com this is revolution radio we have um an opportunity you can go uh, support the station go to freedomslips.com make a donation even five bucks uh make, makes a difference around here it um everybody pitches in uh we'll uh we can continue to flourish and get the word out also you can listen on to studio b now on your phone by calling 716-748-0112 and another way you can support the station is by um, paying for the archives. You can listen to all the uh, shows that are on uh, Revolution Radio anytime you want. And I think it's like five or six bucks a month. I'm not even sure. I think it's $5 a month that you can listen to anything you want, whenever you want. And so if Dancing in the, on, with the Stars is on, you can do something that's uplifting and empowering by listening to uh, Revolution Radio instead. So that's my, uh, that's my station identification for now. Don, um, I, I can't agree with you more. You just brought up the race question here. And are you worried or are you concerned that uh, to be labeled as a racist? Well, I, I, I know that I'm not. Um, I don't 
I don't even I'm not even sure what that means. It's one of those words that's just thrown out there to try and stifle any any uh, honest discussion. It's like anti semite. Just shuts down yeah. the discussion. Right, which is one of the dumbest words, anti semite. I mean most Arabs are actually Semitic, whereas most Jews are not. They're European derived. So you know, Jews throughout anti Semitic you're you're generally talking about Arabs and not even talking about Jews. And it's odd too, you never heard of the word pro Semite. You know, for every anti and pro, there's usually pro, you know, pro this or anti this, but you're, you hear anti-Semite over and over and over again, but you've never heard anyone ever called a pro-Semite. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's really funny. They, they, they don't want but, but you it, thinking in those terms. But I, am, I, I believe in freedom of choice. Again, it's about freedom. I think if you want to talk about realistic solutions to the mess that this country and the world's in, you have to... And, and what is the tension? Again, it's between this attempt to run the world and dictate to all the peoples and cultures of the world to homogenize them to varying degrees, to globalize them, and then you've got the people yearning, peoples all over, uh, not in this country, unfortunately, because we've been degracinated and our historical memory wiped out, but uh, you've got people to varying degrees in, in all parts of the world that are rebelling because they want to they, they have their own self-determination. They're their ethnicity or their race or their religion means more to them than some remote government telling them what to do and what they can't do. So that's that's a big issue. And to me, again, in this country, if we ever want to, if we want to see it thrive again, you've got the only, you've got to have realized the two things that we did wrong. First was forced segregation, where the government dictated that the races had to be apart, and then. You've had forced integration, where the government has dictated that everyone has to be together, whether they want to be or not. Now, the only way that works is to keep the government out of it, unless somebody has committed a crime against somebody else. And you just let people do what they want to do. Those that want to be among their own kind have every right to do that, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Those who want to be with other peoples, whether uh, have have that right as well. And you know, neither group should condemn the other. They just respect that that person individual person's decision and that's that's how, you know that's how it works you know just let people do what they want to do oh my gosh you're starting to sound like an anarchist i like it well to me it's just about freedom I, I you know i'm not an anarchist i'm not a libertarian i just i i look at all the different ideologies out there and i, I try to th- take what i think are the, some of the best ideas from them and mm-hmm. you know from conservatism from libertarianism from populism from nationalism from racialism and just and just put it together as a, a holistic way of looking and living life. And, you know, again, it's, we, we've got to be realistic. You know, we've still got some white people out there that just, oh, you know, they see a, a, a white woman, a black man, their blood boils. And the fact, I mean, look, we, you know, you're in Las Vegas. I live in Las Vegas. That That's an incredibly mixed city. Oh, right? po- I mean, polyglot. It's, it's, it's past the turning point. I mean, the point of no return, the tipping point, whatever you want to call it. You're not, you're not going to go back to the segregated Vegas of, when the mafia was running it, it's just not going to happen. It's too far gone. So you just have to accept that things like that have happened. You have to deal with it. But again, if you want to, you know, it should be, well, then white people that want to just be among white people should have the right to do that. And blacks want to be among blacks and Mexicans, as many Mexicans as there are out there. I mean, they mostly still mix only with their own group, you know, which is another thing that kind of surprised me when I lived out there, you know, the Mexicans pretty much stay with their own kind, but you know, we've got to control the borders. Obviously, we we need to control and change the the immigration policy. I'm not saying let you know keep letting the whole world come in here, but we have to 
also be honest and, and realistic about the degree to which this country's already changed demographically. You know, we just can't go back to 1960 as much as some might want to do that. Yeah, that would work for me. I could raise my hand if you get a time machine. Let me know. Uh, I'll jump in with you. Okay. <laughs> and if you go have a chance to do do this again, because to me it was the 60s that where this thing really got turned on its ear. They really turned it up. I mean, uh, no question, no question. I always refer to it as the permanent revolution, the per- permanent cultural communist revolution that started. I think it actually started when the day John F. Kennedy was shot. I think that was a true coup d'état. And uh, of course, a few weeks right after that, the, the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, and uh, you know that was, and sort of that's when the whole counterculture began. But it really took off in, in the late '60s, and it's it's right. really Wood, never Wood, changed. Woodstock and um and Laurel Canyon and all the musicians that came out of there. And it's so funny because they said these people were there to protest the war, but I never heard the Doors protest the war. I never heard Jefferson Airplane protest the war. Really, I mean, it, it was just a distraction. To um to get the youth of America, you know, away from their their moral, you know, I don't know what you want to call anchors. Well, it was the younger generation of the, the already the establishment, the the up and coming Jew, mostly Jewish establishment, was the younger generation of Jews that were in the forefront of all that rebellion in the late sixties. Oh sure, now, well they they were in the civil rights movement. They were behind the civil rights movement. I mean, they were behind, um, you, you know the. 70s music, you know, late 60s, 70s rock music. Totally. I mean. And now they are the establishment. They took over. And you see how how uh, oppressive and uh, how the country has turned into a police state. It wasn't anything close to that back in the 60s, but it certainly is now. And it's a much more totalitarian and, and, and uh, atmosphere and tendency. And it's because these radicals from the 60s, they took over. They're in power now, and they're showing their true stripes. It was never about, you know, free love and freeing people was about them taking over and, and putting their own mostly communistic viewpoint and forcing it. Yeah, cu- cultural Marxism. You know, the people that were crying free speech in the 60s and, and were, you know, to promote pornography and things like that in our culture are the same people that are crying hate crimes now. It's the same group of people, and they've been very patient and very steady in how they've taken over our government. There's, there's no question about it. And we've been asleep. So they're the one percent, Don, two percent at the most, and so we really can't blame them. We have abdicated our responsibility as Americans to to keep our country free. We have ignored what the the warnings of the founders, and we let ourselves go to American Bandstand and the Beatles and 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 all the rest. Like I love rock and roll music just like anyone else. But it's now it's Dancing with the Stars and American Idol and, and whatever to distract us so people forget that they have a responsibility to be involved with the functioning of their communities and their government. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, again, we'll see what happens if you know, more people will get involved. Um, since circumstances just may dictate it, uh, you know, things may just roll along as they have been. And, and, you know, as I mentioned before, we'll just slowly become more and more of a Brazil or there may be some sudden jolts and crises and things like that or, there, or it, other countries. I mean, what's what's going on, too, you're seeing more and more an alliance of Russia and China, uh, the, two, the two biggest countries and others, uh, India to a certain degree and some of the 
Middle Eastern countries and some of the Central and South American countries, and they're forming an alliance against against the U.S. and Europe and NATO, and that's part of what's going on in the world. Ukraine is is the uh, flashpoint in, in the Middle East of that. But you know, the fact is, again, our government, the, the government—it's not really our government in a lot of ways—but the government in Washington sort of just assumes that it can control the flow of things and keep things going the way it wants to. It, you know, the, the liberals love to say in communists that you know history is always on their side. They're just you know, these social justice warriors. They're all just driven that you know. It, Everything the move towards homosexuality and gay marriage and transsexualism. Uh, feminism, uh, legal all this abortion. Stuff. Le- legal yeah, they, abortion. They're one hundred percent convinced in their their pea brains that this is just this is history. You know, this is progress, and uh, just anyone against it is just an evil evil person, evil force. Well, of course, they're they're the ones that are dead wrong, and they're against all the all laws of nature and God and history, and uh, but they've got. They've got this technology on their side that they've never had before, and that's, yeah. well, that's last the wild card technology. Last Wednesday, I went to a meeting. It was a secret meeting that Harry Reid was having. Harry Reid and, and, and Dina Titus, uh, Senator Harry Reid. I think Dina Titus is a congresswoman, and it was they had it, and they I got new wind of it, and you had to RSVP for it before they would tell you where it was. I go, well, I'm not going to RSVP. They're sure as heck not going to give me the a location of it, but other people did. And people say now that next time they think they'll scream better because the place was full. But I would say people of my mindset were way underrepresented. And guess where they got to have this? At the federal courthouse in the jury room. Mm-hmm. But in typical um, government style, when I got there a little bit before three, the security guy that um, this takes like three or four people to check you through the the metal detector. He said, oh, yeah. He said, they got the time wrong. It's 4 o'clock, not 3 o'clock. There have been people here since 2 o'clock to get in. They go, oh, great. So the place was packed. And I sat down next to someone who turned out to be a former assemblyman who has uh, voted. I mean, he, he, calls, he calls himself a liberal. I called him a Marxist. He goes, I'm not a Marxist. Well, really, I want to say, dude, don't you understand? And then someone else interrupted us when we were having a conversation, and it was a man behind us, and he said he was from the Public Lands Foundation. He was from Alaska, and I wanted to say, well, whose dime are you here on? This is about Nevada lands. And again, it's just more land grab and getting the, the, the greenies, you know, these the Marxist-educated young people to go, oh, yes, we need to preserve the land for future generations. I mean, and all they're doing is locking it away or selling it to China, and so Harry Reid can make a ton of money. So we had an interesting conversation, and they were woefully under-informed. And it's well, they, they're about, always shocked when anybody shows up to, to you know, to oppose them, I and mean, that, that stuns them. When, you know, they, and when you when you make a point with them, all they do is change the subject. And I go, uh, excuse me, I just made a point here. Are you going to acknowledge what I just said? I, I couldn't stay. I mean, they were running an hour late. I stayed about right when I got up at, at 4.15, they started, you know, Harry came on by, you know, it, it was really like beef of victory or something. It came on on the telescreen there for a teleseminar, and I was like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, at least you've got a spark of rebellion out there still in, in Nevada. You know, it's kind of populist. Sometimes it's not formed well or aimed well, but, you know, just the whole Bundy thing and, and things like this. There are 
I can remember back uh, when Ron Paul was very strong in Nevada, and the, the Ron Paul people pretty much took over the Republican Party there. Of course, they were, you know, unethically in other ways uh, thrown out. But um, you know, there wasn't much interest in out there. I think in immigration, at least looking at it honestly. But there, there's definitely still a bit of the old sage sagebrush rebellion spirit alive. In, in yes, and uh, you know, in the in the federal judge, I think it was Robert Jones that ruled in the uh, the last sagebrush rebellion with the Hages. He, you know, I mean, but here it is. It says that they they were that BLM was guilty of racketeering and and fraud and intimidation and all just a a litany of of crimes that would put anybody else, uh, you and I, behind bars. But those BLM agents are still out getting paid. There was no sure. no teeth in it, and so it's it's just pretty amazing. So we'll we'll see what happens here. I, I hope we're still going to continue to be uh, you know freedom fighters here in the West, but. So what can people do that if they want to be involved with American Freedom Union? What, what should they do? Well, let me give out the uh, URLs, AmericanFreedomUnion.com. If they go to that, they'll see that's updated every day, almost, well, I'm saying maybe not every single day, but most days. That's replaced on ANU News? Yes, that and ANU.org. So, so they were both combined into one. So it's got okay. some articles, uh, snippets from the Nationalist Times monthly newspaper, and then it's updated each, almost every day with a lot of interesting articles. I go over the internet, people send me stuff, and I go to a lot of different sites, and I scour around, and I find articles just just like during this hour. We've talked about a lot of different things. I, anything I think is interesting, I may not always agree with it, but anything I think is interesting and off the beaten path. Certainly not something that you'll see in the mainstream media. Then, then I'll, I'll post it on there and let, let people read it if they're interested. So I'm trying to educate people, trying to get them uh, more astute politically and in tune with political alternatives, like the American Freedom Union, which they can join on AmericanFreedomUnion.com and subscribe to the Nationalist Times newspaper. If they are interested in an actual third party, the American Freedom Union is, an, is a political organization. It's not a political party per se. Uh, at this time, anyways. But if they want to get involved or join a, a third party on the ground floor, one that's literally brand new, hasn't even officially lost yet, that's the American Eagle Party.com is the website. And, okay. Uh, and that's that's the way to do it. It's just you, it, all I can say is if you want to support something like this, you have to be patient. Uh, you know, I understand things are really bad. We may be past the point of no return, but again, the future is not decided. Even tomorrow is not decided. And I, I was just encouraged. Too many people just—they're either discouraged or they're just still expecting other people to do it. And there's not very many of us, so um, you know, I just encourage people to get involved and just have the right attitude. Understand it's not going to happen overnight. Support something while it's it's small, and understand that it, it takes a certain amount of failure before it starts having successes. Well, now, but, but that's the only way to bring down the two-party system. It's just—it's not going to happen in one fell swoop. It has to happen over time with enough people understanding the dynamics of it. So, Don, how about? There's, there's a lot of other third party, constitutionalist party, and you know different ones. I mean, do, do you folks ever consider reaching out and, and banding together? But it, you know, can you get enough of a broad enough platform to keep everybody happy? No, I mean that's just like asking Protestants and Lutherans and Catholics to work together. You know, you're all Christians, just overlook your differences. No, it's just it's just not gonna happen. It's just no ecumenicalism, huh? <laughs> Uh, and of course, there are certain uh, you know those so-called controversial issues when it comes to race and immigration, where a lot of them won't touch it, and they won't have anything to do with groups that do touch it. And 
so you know, you got those and, and the fact is when you with small groups they're all struggling to survive financially and you know, and, and it, it's just I know what you're saying. I mean that that's the way it should work, but it doesn't and and it's not going to. It's gonna yeah. take one one group, one party finally struggling and over time becoming successful, maybe getting a few people elected here and there. But I wish we could all work together, but you know, I wish all Christians worked together, all whites, all traditionalists, but you know, it just it just doesn't happen. Gosh. Okay. Well, but uh, that's what a political party does. I mean, ideally, it is to represent a large number of people out there to get them to to agree on on certain issues, and you you want representatives that stand for those those beliefs, and that's what we're trying to do. It okay. ain't easy, but uh, it's it's there's no easy there's no easy solutions to the dilemma this country's in. If somebody has an easy solution or an easier one, I'm, you know, I'm all ears, but I'm not aware of it. Well, yeah, we'd be all for that, too. Uh, Don Waffle, AmericanFreedomUnion.com, and Nationalist Times, uh, thanks thanks for having a great conversation with me this hour. I know you've got uh, another meeting that you've got to get to tonight, and so I totally appreciate it. I know the music's going to start here in just a few minutes. And so we um, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, Don. We'll be talking with you. We'll okay, keep, we'll keep track of you. Thanks for having me on. Okay. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, on the next hour, everybody, we're going to be dialing in um, Dr. Darko Velchek. As a matter of fact, I'll dial him in here now in case the, the music uh, gives us a little break for, an, for another couple of minutes. And we'll get started with Dr. Velchek here. Uh, we'll add him in. And it's going to be, uh, it, we're going to switch gears to, to health. But really, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that's going on everywhere that the people with the real solutions, uh, we, don't, we don't want to hear from. So. So um, we'll be bringing him. Uh, our friend Linda, who was on last time Darko was on, is still doing great. Darko, welcome to Sacred Cow Barbecue. Hello, nice to be here again. Oh my gosh, I think we got bad audio again. Uh, we'll get we'll get it straightened out. Well, we're gonna have a break here in just a couple minutes, so um, I'll drop the server and we'll see if we can get your audio straightened out. And uh, because the, the music's gonna start here in just a couple minutes, so so how are you? Okay, I'm great. I'm very, everything is okay. Okay, good. You've been island hopping. You've moved from St. Martin to Dominica, right? Yeah, I'm in Dominica, and soon I'm going to go into this jungle that uh, has no electricity, no running water, except the river, of course, plenty of water there. Uh, and I don't know if I'll be able to get on Internet, but it's really tricky over there. So so we're going to just do be doing smoke signals or what with you? Is that it? Uh, look, it looks like for this time, for for a month or so, it's going to be difficult. Okay, great. Stand by, everybody. We'll be talking with Darko Velchek right after the break. he's going to be living in a more remote area with a lot of rain and so Darko I'm so glad you were able to to spend an hour with us today welcome back yeah thank you to invite me on this show and I'm happy to uh, share the secrets of health very good listen we want somebody said um and I'm kind of blindsided by this she wanted to hear more about your theories about energy I really think energetic 
work is is really where it's at and and I think our bodies respond best to it when they're energetically sound and, and the salt water protocol that you do really helps with that does it not uh yeah it's um not the quantity of energy per se but it's the vibration the vibration uh, yeah because um uh our world is uh, composed of vibration depending how things vibrate our genes will trans uh, translate this vibration into material um thing so uh normally you know everything vibrates with different vibration and this is what uh, uh, makes it to be unique now um not only that you have let's say every cell has its own frequency and this is what distinguishes one cell from another but then every organ has different frequency and then every body has different frequency but this frequency can vary for example if uh you are in bad health then of course your frequency drops and this happens also with organs uh organs when they when their frequency goes down they malfunction they uh, and this changes the aura everybody is probably familiar with what aura is so uh people who can see aura then they notice that aura is nice and bright when people are healthy and when people are not healthy aura gets dark and this is lack of energy to um uh, affect the matter around it which forms the aura and uh, if uh, we have a problem with certain organ for example uh it will change its frequency and now you have many machines coming up new age technology uh that uh, you just put a machine on a body and it is going to recognize the bad frequency and it is automatically going to keep changing it and stimulating the organ to change the frequency and stimulate the healing of the organ uh we are not going soon we are not going to be using um, i mean it's already available that you don't have to use any medication uh or any supplement you just change the frequency now and uh, you'd be embarrassed or i'd be embarrassed if you saw how many supplements i have on my credenza because i work in the business and you know people always send me stuff or i go to shows and people want you to try their product i mean it, it's embarrassing how many i have and since i've been on your protocol i haven't taken one and i can't uh, and, and you, i can't say as yeah, i missed them you probably feel much you probably feel much better because well, most see, days. what happened is that <laughs> yeah because what happens that our body um we don't know exactly what our body needs and now you start pushing supplements which is concentrated stuff uh you are actually polluting your body and you are making it more difficult and this difficulty sometimes suppresses the symptoms so you think that you are helping your body but actually because of the load of the things that you are putting in it it cannot function properly so even the manifestation of the problem disappears and the most of the manifestations of the problems are actually uh, attempts of the body to cleanse that right. we mis misunderstand right exactly well let's talk about what the protocol is and you tell me if i'm doing this right every morning i get up and i pour myself a quart of water 
and I put a half a teaspoon of real salt in it. I also have some Celtic Celtic salt standing by. I'm from Boston, so I say Celtic sometimes. Uh, and and so that's and I drink that for 45 minutes uh, before I have breakfast, and then my breakfast is delicious. And I take two bananas, two quality raw eggs. I actually have pasture-fed eggs, and I actually found some what was called range-fed eggs at Walmart. They were the same price as I get about the same price as I get range-fed from a uh, from a farmer from, and. Um, and so I put that and then some coconut oil, maybe a couple tablespoons of coconut oil. And I put this in my, my Vitamix and it mixes up great. You don't have to have a Vitamix though. Any blender will do. And I actually have some raw milk kefir that I put in and a little coconut water sometimes if I have that. But people could skip that part of it and just add water to the bananas, eggs, and coconut oil. Am I right? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and you can play with it. You can actually change it from day to day and you can instead of water add uh, yogurt or yeah. kefir and yes. it, it's delicious yeah that's what i use i use well we call it kefir here but kefir yeah exactly mm -hmm. and so raw, raw milk that's that's what i do it is delicious and it's in what i've taken to doing lately is freezing the bananas so it's thicker and i can kind of make it like ice cream if i want and eat it with a spoon and sometimes I add yeah. a little cinnamon and I may be going to hell because yesterday I put some almond extract in, but I mean, totally delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You can play with this Yeah, as great. long as you don't put carbohydrates. Okay. And, and when you say carbohydrates, now bananas are carbohydrate, but you're talking cooked carbohydrates, right? Right. Right. Cooked or processed. Cooked or processed carbohydrates. Okay. Very good. So keep breakfast for, and the reason it's important to keep especially breakfast fraud, because your body is still in detox mode till about noontime, right? Well, body is going to be in detox whole day if you let it. Okay. Uh, and uh, the way to let it is to keep it always full with water. So the cleansing organs do not have to save the water, and they just keep cleansing constantly. Now, people say, I've got high blood pressure. I can't eat that much salt. And I, and so it's funny because when Wendy went to her doctor uh, last week, she told that her, she stopped taking all the meds for the diabetes and stuff. It was really a funny conversation. Yet her A1C was down about three points. And so the doctor was kind of like, hmm, interesting. And so she said, so she told her what she was doing in drinking the salt water. And they said, well, I'm not sure about that. And Wendy said uh, to her, well, let's think about that. She says, because I was just in the hospital for four days. And the first thing they did was hook me up to saline and they kept it going for four days. So if they can put it through in my veins, wouldn't it make sense to drink it? And the doctor yeah. had to go, oh, yeah, uh, right. So what are some of the things that this salt water, what else it accomplishes? You get enough of it. It's cleansing your organs. What else is it doing? Well, basically, uh, the problem that we have is a lack of water in circulation. And when you have lack of water in circulation, your cleansing organs are forced to save water. Well, so, what, uh, Which are the cleansing organs? Cleansing organs, well, first is your mucosal tissue, which is your digestive and respiratory tract. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you have your kidney. And the biggest one is your skin. So this is how you cleanse. And what and, about the uh, digestive? What about the digestive tract? 
Well, that I said the digestive okay, and respiratory I'm sorry. together. Okay. Yeah. So, and actually, whenever you uh, have phlegm buildup, whenever you have diarrhea, whenever you are vomiting, whenever you have a rash, these are nothing more than cleansing symptoms. But we are trained to say that this is a disease. So how, and we are trying always to stop it, to prevent it from happening. So what happens, we are locking in the toxins in our body and getting more and more toxic that creates deeper and bigger problems until we cannot stop anymore, uh, suppress this uh, cleansing or cells become so dehydrated and so toxic that just refuse to cleanse. They cannot cleanse anymore. And then we call it autoimmune disease. I mean, this is how far we go with our science. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we're making tremendous progress, but we're going in the wrong direction. Right. So, but, you know, what is, what is tricky here is that uh, even the homeopaths, uh, they are sucked into it as well with the wrong understanding. So instead of using uh, pharmaceutical stuff, they are using medicinal remedies, natural but they are not doing much different than what uh, uh, the allopaths are doing. They're just suppressing. You know, the so it's always suppression. Su they're yeah. suppressing the symptoms. Okay, so um, I I agree, I agree a thousand percent, and I've been guilty of doing this, uh, you know, for years. And so I, I just I love the protocol. I love how I feel on it. Six days a week. Maybe there's a seventh day that I have a little detox. Yesterday, instead of being all day, it was just half a day that I was, you know, kind of laid out. But um, not a big deal. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a problem at all. So um, I love it. So let's go. So four of these, um, of these quarts of water. So a whole gallon of water um, a day. And so one in the morning before you start and then one after breakfast. That's how I usually do it. And then I do another one in the afternoon and another one early evening. I try not to wait too late so I don't have to get up and go shishi several times a night. But um, and that should take care of it. Like I'm, I'm five three, and that's the same for someone that's six two. Yeah, it is for everybody the same. Of okay. course, it is not absolutely necessary to have four quarts. Three quarts can do sometimes, but more water with salt you take in, uh, you are ensuring that you have enough water in circulation because we we just don't pay attention to drinking water. A lot of people. A lot of clients that I get, they never drink water. They drink anything but water. Yeah, so, coffee and, when and they sodas. Start, <laughs> yeah, right. And when it starts first time, they, they take a sip and they feel like they'll, they'll throw up because it's completely new taste for them. You know, and, and this is what uh, brings all these problems on us. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I completely agree. And so... Um, so drinking salt water, let's just make this very clear right now, does not raise your blood pressure as some people think. Of course not. Now, why the blood pressure rises, actually, if um, you have been especially on medication, if you had uh, suffered from hypertension, your pressure is going to go up when you start protocol. Why? Because uh, when you are under doctor's care for hypertension, you are on uh, the diuretics. 
so which even further lower your uh, amount of water in your system. Of course, if you have a less water in a system, in a circulation, it will automatically create lower blood pressure. This is for sure. But what happened is that also this blood becomes thick. So actually heart will have to start increasing the blood pressure just to push it through. And because such a blood cannot cleanse, uh, since uh, cleansing organs are going to start saving water, now uh, this blood becomes more and more toxic and will affect all the cells which come in, which uh, get in touch with it. And blood vessels are first line of, uh, of exposure. So what happens is that cells that form blood vessels will very quickly start getting dehydrated as dehydrated, they start losing elasticity, and this is what creates a, a hypertension. When blood vessels, arteries, lose elasticity, and they cannot anymore um, compensate for the increased pressure. Usually when heart pumps, uh, and this uh, big amount of blood shoots into artery, artery, artery will uh, stretch. It will uh, get larger, and this way absorb partially the pressure. Now, if it loses the elasticity, it cannot stretch so much, and this increases the pressure inside of it. And later on, uh, the cells may become so acidic that they will trigger inflammatory process, and this makes them even less flexible and more brittle. And this is where all the problems start that we have uh, associated with blood pressure. So when you go, uh, if you are already on medication, I really suggest that um, you take it uh, step by step, a little slower, because you will have to increase uh, your blood pressure. But uh, people don't die from blood pressure. Uh, a longer exposure to blood pressure will increase your heart. But we are talking here months, months and a half sometimes less. All depends in what shape, how long have you been suppressed with medication, in how bad shape are your blood vessels. Our blood pressure rises only because of loss of flexibility of our blood vessels. And sometimes and if the, this if the is blood because is, of lack of water. What, what, what I found, Darko, is I, I was at Mac, talking to someone here who's in his 30s, and he just moved to Las Vegas, um, and he'd grown up in Seattle, which is very, you know, wet. I lived in Hawaii, same island as me, which is, of course, humid. And then he came to Las Vegas, and he had a blood pressure issue. And his doctor put him on blood pressure medication. I said, dude, you don't have a blood pressure problem. You're dehydrated. And he said, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't drink very much. So it, it actually is harder to put, push molasses through a hose than it is water. So, I mean, that, that's just part of the problem that you've made your blood so sludgy. Uh, no, that's correct. Yeah. Now, that's... the thing is that majority of, of hypertension is misdiagnosed because um, uh, if you have any problems, psychological problems, if uh, something is wrong in your family, if something is wrong in your job, if you are under stress from a bank or whatever, um, your brain uses a lot of energy and has to cool down. So the circulation will speed up. Um, it will increase blood pressure more than if you are doing push-ups. So, so, that, so are, that's why stress 
puts people's blood pressure up. Right, because brain becomes very active and brain uses way more energy than your muscles. Yeah, I, so I, I love having... when you explain that, that, that people that, that thinking that, that using your, your mind and, and figuring stuff out uses way more energy than, say, going and digging a ditch. That was fascinating. Yeah, well, this is, this is known to doctors. But I wonder why don't they ask you before they give you prescription? Why don't they ask you, well, what's happening in your life? Or what kind of stress are you exposed to? But because, uh, you know, uh, medicine is industry. Doesn't matter pharmaceutical or doctors. It is all basically put in corporations. And they are interested only in money. So their interest is really to find something wrong with you so they can pack you up with pills because that's where their money is coming from. Well, and, and unfortunately, that's going on in the in the holistic camp as well because those doctors don't collect insurance and things like that. They need to live. So they're always looking for things that they can sell that help their income as, you know, level as well. So it's kind of interesting. But, um, okay, so that's a great explanation of why we need to drink the water. And um, let's talk about what the morning uh, smoothie does for people. Okay, well, first, the one liter or one quart of water that you drink uh, on empty stomach, this actually helps you to cleanse a little bit the digestive system and uh, rejuvenate blood that rejuvenates in colon. Okay, so this is why after you drink this um, quart of water, or, or I use one liter, which is a little bit more than a quart, mm-hmm. um, you don't eat anything for 45 minutes. Let this do its cleansing job, uh, which is basically just rinsing intestines, uh, and also absorption is uh, enhanced. And uh, after 45 minutes or, or one hour, then you have your breakfast, which is packed with fat. And, and has protein in it um, because fat is actually the energy we should be using. Our animals, animal cells are designed to run on fat, on ketone. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we changed all this and we start uh, packing carbohydrates. And uh, this has changed metabolism of our cells that is making us fat. And, and pollutes us and makes us acidic. So and, t- and tired. We are creating problems. And tired, of course. Yeah, because you Actually, only have some, was... your, your, your liver only can hold on to so much glycogen, and you use that up rather well, quickly. That's... But you've got all kinds of fat you can burn all day long if, if you need to. If you're fat. Right. And, right. and what, what, the, what the thing is that usually when you are, uh, let's say your cells need energy, they sell the, send the signal. Well, what body releases fat? It's, it releases triglycerides to send to them. But now if you were running on your sugar, now they cannot efficiently uh, use this uh, triglyceride, the, the fat. So they ask signal for more food and uh, hoping to get sugar. But we don't store sugar. So body sends more triglyceride. So your triglyceride in the blood is rising and rising and rising, and you are getting uh, hypoglycemic because your your cells are trying to burn any piece of sugar that they can find, and uh, they cannot get enough energy from the fat because they had 
um, dismantle some of the mitochondria that produce it, uh, that, that they need for, for burning up the fat. So we are creating problems and we are getting fat. We are having high triglycerides because oh, we are send, uh, sending naturally more to it, uh, of it in the blood that the, our cells cannot use. Uh, so uh, we are having multiple problems here. And uh, the trick is that sugar burns very quickly. Uh, so uh, after you had, let's say, your slice of bread in the morning, half hour later, it is already burning in, in your cells, producing energy. And it quickly produces, fills the cell uh, with energy that will last for one hour. So hour later, which is hour and a half after your breakfast, you start feeling hungry. Oh, so, when now, the, so when the, the coffee cells expect sugar. Right, when the coffee cart comes by with those danishes and, and donuts and things, and that's why you're, you're in the mood for that then. Of course, because your body is asking for energy and it is not responding well to the fat that comes because it is reprogrammed to run on, on sugar. So, you know, it's, it's, I explain this in my book. It's a, a vicious circle. And uh, this is why this, um, this morning uh, shake is very good because there is no carbohydrate, not uh, absorbable carbohydrate. You can have a potato raw, you can have a banana raw, you can have a carrot raw, everything that contains a high quantity of carbohydrates, you can have them raw, no problem, because carbohydrate is packed in fiber of cellulose and it cannot be digested. It just goes through your system and you poop it out. Right. But <laughs> when you break the cellulose by heat, then you get in your problems. So... Uh, when you have this shake in the morning, uh, banana is there just a decoy to give you sense of fullness, to give you a little sweetness to it. But you can have uh, uh, 10 kilo bananas a day and your sugar is going to be low. There's not going to be a problem with the sugar because you cannot absorb it. As long as you are not taking a uh, cooked carbohydrate, which is packed with the glucose, because glucose actually increases the absorption of sugars. I agree. You know, and the, uh, the raw, so with the this raw drink, egg is to me yeah. the raw egg is like the in, in the coconut oil, the powerhouse of this thing. There was a doctor in Canada in the 30s and 40s, I believe, Dr. Davidson, and there was actually there's actually a company now that's using this um, pro embryotic egg substance. They've actually taken you know eggs. And um, and and use them in their, you know, process them in a certain way to maintain the proembiotic energy of it. But just think about the energy that has to go into an egg. You know, left of its own devices, that egg is going to turn into a full-blown chicken with bones and feathers and, and and meat and stuff on it. I mean, very soon. So eat raw eggs are like powerhouses. Well, people who are looking for. Uh, the um, uh, really uh, essential, um, uh, uh, what you say, powerhouse food. The, there is egg. There is nothing that comes close to egg. The second after egg is going to be liver. Okay, and a lot of people say, yeah, but liver is toxic, has toxin. This is not true. Liver handles the toxicity, but liver is not toxic. It could be if the animal is sick. So, you know, you should watch and you can see it on the liver itself. If it is healthy liver or if it was from diseased animal. But if animal is diseased, 
then everything about the animal is going to be sick, not just a liver. Well, that, uh, that's unhealthy. a great explanation. I always felt that the, the, the liver had a ton of toxins to it. But, you know, I had to think to myself, well, then why does Jack LaLanne, you know, eat it raw? He ate it raw for years. There was a guy that was fit and in shape for a yeah, long yeah. time. Yeah, I amazing. eat it also raw whenever I can. Yeah. So if if I prepare it, then I just uh, sear it very quickly. Uh, so one, uh, you know, like uh, eighth of an inch is uh, is uh, cooked. That gives you the flavor of cooked, but inside it's raw. And when liver is raw, it's really creamy and sweet. It's like French fragoise. I, I mean, it's incredibly good. I don't know. You're not going. You're not going to talk me into that one, Darko. I'm sorry. You know, I used to sit at the table. <laughs> I used to I'd sit at the table until nine o'clock at night and not eat that liver. It was just gross. As a matter of fact, my friend, um, a neighbor girl, um, she didn't like liver either. And so she'd be feeding it to the dog under the table. And even the dog would drop it and not eat it. She got a spanking for that when, <laughs> when they found all the but liver. But you know why? <laughs> but all but, right. But you, you, know you may why? talk because me in. You may when talk liver me in. is cooked. When liver is cooked, it's mealy and bitter. It really doesn't taste good. Oh, no, it has but a terrible taste. Yeah, but if, if liver is uh, raw and just seared, and then if you want, you take the seared liver out and you can put some cream uh, in a pan mm -hmm. on, on whatever liquid you have there and then slice the liver and put it back in and just uh, twist it in this, um, in, the, in this cream that you in put in so you don't see that it's, that, that it's raw. And it is really delicious. Okay. It's incredibly delicious. Okay, and first always put put plenty of sea salt on it. Okay, first I'm gonna do steak tartare. That's that's next on my list, and then maybe I'll do liver. Okay, you've got my word on that. I'm gonna try it. Okay, okay try it. Okay, You're now people want to know. When you try it. Now people want to know. Well, what do I eat the rest of the day? You know me. I I eat a salad. It's just it's just lettuce, but I usually put an avocado. Tomato, I try to take out the seeds. I don't always, but I try to take out the seeds like you recommend. And um, so a lot of days I, I cut up an orange and add that to it. Sometimes I throw some grapes in there. And um, and then I just have some olive oil and some balsamic. And I think I ran out of balsamic, so I just use some um, some red wine vinegar. And, um, and that's what I have for lunch. And it's pretty quick um, and easy. Yeah, this is, this is great. But then again, who says that we have to have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner? It, it's, um, a, it's a habit more than You know, if you, if you, this is, this is it. This is a culture. Um, uh, what happened is that when you eat correct food, uh, then you are not really hungry. And uh, you want to put something in the stomach? Yeah, well, you first fill it up with fats, which the shake is perfect for it. And then later on in the day, if you want to have some mixed salad, have mixed salad, you can put nuts on it, you can put cheese on it, you can put strips of just seared liver on it, you know, mix it in there. Oh, it's yeah, that's delicious. right. I, I, I put, um, I put yeah. some cheese on yeah. it. And right. so I get, so I get extra fats on, on that salad. Yeah. And then you can have fruits and you can uh, pick on the nuts. But remember that fat has way more calorie than carbohydrate does, only it burns slower. Uh, so you don't want to overdo, and there is no reason to, to, you know, this is freedom from eating and cooking when you go on proper diet. 
because you don't have to think what you're gonna cook, what you're gonna buy. I mean, this is so simple, and you just grab whatever raw is around uh, as a pacifier because you really don't need it anymore after you have your good shake. In a case. Uh, you are doing a lot of mental work uh, and uh, you really feel that you need more energy, you are losing weight. This way you know if you lose more weight than you wanted to, then you know that you are not getting enough uh, calories. So just have two shakes or put four eggs in a shake. Um, don't be afraid of cholesterol because your body cannot absorb cholesterol. Okay, This is another one of those bolognese that they are feeding us with. Right. Because Cholesterol is a combination of fat and protein, and you cannot absorb foreign protein because it has to first be broken down into amino acids. So once when your body receives fats and it receives amino acids, then your liver decides what to do with them. And it will not make cholesterol because it makes only as much cholesterol as it was ordered by the body because it's being produced not for food, but for reparation purposes. And, right. uh, and that's why your cholesterol uh, goes up as you get older. I mean, who eats worse than a teenage boy? Nobody. And so why would your cholesterol go up when you want? It's because your body needs cholesterol to make hormones from. So if you're giving it the right amount of fats, it's not going to need that. The body will make it from the fats that you're, the exogenic fats, the ones that you're eating. Right, right. And uh, the fats that we are always told not to eat, which are the saturated fats, are actually the essence uh, of fats. We need those. Oh, I'm so uh, glad to hear you say that because I actually walked by the other day and I had some butter on the counter and I just had a teaspoon of butter plain. It was delicious. Well, I'm even greater lunatic because what I do since now I don't eat, I don't touch bread, okay? And I am Croat, and Croats eat bread with everything. Yeah. So what I do, since I also like occasionally pate, I don't eat processed food, but occasionally, you know, I was on French island here in St. Martin, and uh, they make fabulous pates. So I would buy oh, uh, butter that has a, a sea salt in it, and I would take a slice of butter and put on it slice of pate and without bread. I just put it in my and melt it in my mouth. And the flavor <laughs> are fabulous. A uh, few years ago, I could not even imagine eating something like this without a ton of bread. Uh, but now, I mean, it's fabulous. Oh, and you should see me. I lost all the extra weight I was carrying around. Now my wife even complains, you should get a little heavier, but it's not a problem. I just have to eat more eggs and more more liver and fat comes up very rapidly if I want to. But I feel great this way, so why should I do it? So you, you found your ideal weight, so great, what you feel really good at. That's terrific. Okay, so um, Linda wanted to know um, if you'd explain why we take the seeds out of tomatoes. Uh, well, seeds in general uh, are not a food for anybody, with the exception of birds, because birds know what to do with them. Uh, they actually break the seeds and they just eat uh, the part inside of the seed, because uh, seeds as being reproduction material, 
plants do not give it to us as a food and they make sure they protect them. So they lace them with protective proteins. And these protective proteins cause mild uh, problems with digestion. They actually inflame our intestines. They give us gas. As soon as something gives you gas, it's not good food for you. Right. A, health, a healthy digestive tract is a quiet digestive tract. Right. Right. But also, it could be healthy, but if you put something there, that should not be there. That is laced with something that uh, your body, that will actually be toxic for your body, then uh, it will inflame intestines. And uh, uh, this uh, reduces their absorption. So not even a gas will be absorbed. And then you know, start getting bloated, uh, you know, with the wind and uh, not feeling so good. Now, animals know this. And as soon as they feel any problem with the digestion, they don't eat the stuff. Now, here is why you, you can eat the seed, but don't chew it. So if you can eat tomato, and not uh, chew on it so you don't chew the seed, then the seed just goes through you because, again, it's covered with, uh, with the cellulose, mm -hmm. and it will not present any problem. So if somebody, because... was having, if somebody wasn't you know, feeling like they were as regular as they, as they could be on this, and, uh, you know, hey, we're adults, we're going to discuss people's bowel habits here, I don't care. And uh, they could, actually could they actually take some flax seed and not chew it? And just take it because that creates like a mucilaginous gel around it that helps things pass through the digestive tract easier? Well, they can. But the thing is that if you eat correctly, your digestive system is going to be perfect. And everything will be passing beautifully and there will be no problem. Uh, whenever you have to take something like laxative to help you, well, you are not eating right. And now you are using medicinal remedy. And this is what medicinal remedies are. You put crap in you and then you take medicinal remedy to get it make out. your body kind of, well, not doesn't get it really out. It right. just makes your body to tolerate it because it is being suppressed. It's always suppression. And, okay. uh, you know, we think that by eating these uh, herbs that we are actually detoxing no, we are just um, making uh, our system to uh, bear with these problems. Uh, but uh, you are not really doing much cleansing with them. The best cleansing is done just simply by your body. By your, your body knows what to cleanse and how to cleanse. And all it needs to do it needs plenty of water. And to have plenty of water, it needs to have plenty of salt because the water in our body has to contain certain salinity. So if you drink water without the salt, you are uh, lowering the salinity. So your body will quickly expel the water that it could not bond properly to salt. You know, that's, uh, this, that's, that's, that's exactly it's right. When I muscle test people, anybody that I work with here and I muscle test them, especially in Las Vegas, they always test dehydrated, even if they, they, assure me that they had, oh, I had, you know, so much to drink today, so much water. I say, yeah, but it wasn't the right kind of water because it passed right through you and wasn't hydrating. So I, right. I agree. I and, agree a hundred percent. And people think that they are not hydrating because water is not soft enough or water is not absorbable enough. 
this is not true. They are not hydrating because there is not enough salt. Well, you know, this, this well, is the reason know, we, we have we have a friend that disagrees with us on this. And uh, before we I go to that, I just want to say uh, you're listening to Dr. Darko Velchek on Sacred Cow Barbecue. I'm your host, Patricia Aiken, and I'm delighted you're here today. And I'd like to let you know that you're listening to Revolution Radio on freedomslips.com. And we are listener and volunteer supported. So if you're a listener, we'd love to encourage you to make a donation to us over on freedomslips.com. Make a donation, get into our archives, um, you know, do whatever, buy some of our products, what, whatever it takes. We're, um, we're a listener and volunteer supported. And, uh, and we put out a whole lot of radio here that's great information but I don't think you're going to hear anything as cutting edge as that you're hearing today from Dr. Darko Velchek. Uh, Darko, you've been doing this for 10 years and it shows. Um, you look like a man early 40s, if not younger. Well, I'm actually, people are telling me every time they see me that I seem to be looking younger. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I had ladies that said to me, well, we don't want to stop the aging process. We want to reverse it. Has this reversed it for you? Uh, this reverses it, but it's not only because of cleansing uh, and uh, bringing body back to works on fat, actually uh, preventing uh, glucose to come into your system fro through digestive tract. This is a key of uh, getting younger because you are directly influencing uh, your uh, DNA structure, you are influencing your genes because you are changing, you are shifting uh, the power from the insulin gene back into the ADF or uh, what we call it now, uh, the sweet 16 gene. And when this gene gets more active, the body starts getting younger. And this was uh, proven by scientist Cynthia Kenyon, uh, Kenyon and uh, Nobody pays attention to this. Of course, her articles very quickly disappeared from Internet. But uh, there were labs, uh, labs who um, uh, repeated her experiment, and uh, they got the same results. Well, the, the anti-aging anti uh, industry doesn't want to let this out. Definitely of course not. not because Gene Express are, is where it's at, though. Yeah, anti-aging industry, now they say that they claim that they have this protein that can take 25 years of uh, your age and it will cost you 50, what, what do they say, $50,000 yeah. uh, a month or something like this. I mean, for something that your body naturally produces. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Hey, listen, Darko, um, our friend Heidi's listening and her husband and some Croatian and Slo Slovenian friends. Would you say something nice to them? Ah, dobar večer, drago mi da, da slušate ovaj program i nadam se da učite nešto novoga što je zapravo sakriveno od nas sa strane uh, takozvanih uh, stručnjaka. Okay. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Speaking in tongues again, I love it. I'm an old Pentecostal. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so let's go. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about um, the Bob Beck electropulsor. You think this is different. I, you know, I mean, Hulda Clark has a zapper. Don Croft has zappers. There's all kinds of zappers all over the internet. What makes the electropulsor different? Uh, two things. Number one is the uh, higher voltage. 
and the number two is the frequency of passing. Uh, now, I don't know exactly uh, frequency of passing of Hoodla uh, Clark uh, uh, Zapper, but I know that voltage is way too low. She runs it, I think, on 12 volts. And um, uh, originally was designed that you hold the electrodes in your palms. And this is not the best position. Uh, Bob Beck also uh, has a higher voltage, actually. Um, uh, Bob Beck was physicist, and he calculated uh, that uh, it needs at least 29 volts of electricity that will penetrate through the skin and through blood vessel, through artery, and get a uh, circuit directly into the blood without penetrating uh, the skin uh, with any tools. Uh, and um, uh, he positioned his uh, probes directly over arteries, to assure that uh, uh, you stimulate actually oxidized um, oxidized red blood cells. Uh, since they are full of uh, uh, iron, you turn them in electromagnets. And as they continue spinning through your body, uh, as a miniature electromagnets, they are stimulating all the cells that they come in contact with. Uh, so this is where it is uh, more active and more potent. And also the frequency of pulsing or pulsating is uh, 7.83 hertz, which was the Schumann frequency at, at that time. Still, we are being kept artificially on the same frequency, even though Earth has risen frequency to 13 hertz. Um, wait, 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 don't blow by that. That's really fascinating. Schumann frequency right now is 7. Point what? No, it was 7.883 okay. hertz. Uh, and this is, this is actually the alpha uh, wave of the brain, same frequency. Uh, this is frequency of creation of protein. When uh, you have a glass of water, uh, could, could be sterile distilled water without any protein in it, uh, if you expose it to this frequency, in several hours, it is going to start forming protein. This was, this was uh, shown by a Russian experiment. So uh, this frequency is very important. And um, uh, of course, Earth, as I mentioned, rose the frequency, but we are still being kept uh, under this artificial 7.83 hertz or 8, actually, we can detect it now in 8, 8.5 hertz, but still this pulsar is doing its job properly. I don't see any differences there yet. So so if someone wanted to order a pulsar, do, do you make money from that, Darko? Uh, no. No, but I used to be able to give discounts because a company would, uh, when I refer people, they would give discounts. Okay. Uh, but now they stopped it because they don't want to be affiliated with me in any way or fashion because it may be too destructive for them. So because, you know, governments are going at the people who are doing something that helps people. Oh, yeah. It's not in us. In, this is what the, the medical industry and this is what pharmaceutical industry do not want to happen oh yeah they don't they definitely don't want people healthy and that's why they're going uh after people like maxim labs and and standbydaniel.com and you oh, know well, they, they actually they actually banned 
um, iodine supplements, uh, iodine in in Europe already. Another panacea. I think iodine's a ph- phenomenal, you know, cure all. For- uh, yeah, because the majority of people, which I'm discovering now, that almost everybody is iodine deficient, and this is because of fluoride and chlorine in the water, because they are also halogen elements, and they fill uh, these receptors. So iodine does not get in a place where it should go, and then. Uh, if you don't have enough of it to steer some some um, problem, uh, you just don't have enough of it in a body. And uh, I noticed that also people suffering from diabetes, they are all iodine deficient. Yeah, and um, in the thyroid needs iodine to is iodine is protective to the to the thyroid, but with all these other halides that bumps the iodine off. So you really need to stop you know, coffee and chocolate and chlorine and your exposure to that so that um, the iodine can come back onto your thyroid and be protective there for all the, you know, radiation that we've had. So again, they don't want you doing stuff that can undo what they're doing to us. And iodine is one of those protective things that, that really works in the body. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, okay. So Beck pulsers, you've got uh, the, there's two of them. That was a little confused. There's the electropulsor. And the magnetic pulsar. Do you... uh, right now to explain the the electric pulsar uh, is uh, for general purpose for for basically like I recommend everybody to have one of those uh, because uh, it takes care of all your organ organs basically um, but it cannot really do good job where there is no uh, flow of red blood cells which is your lymphatic system and your teeth and your bones uh, and your eye as, as well. So uh, these things cannot be cleansed uh, rapidly, but they will get cleansed because a lymph uh, will be sucked back into the artery, goes in the blood, it will get cleansed in the blood, and the fresh lymph is going to go through the system again, and little by little it will cleanse the bones and the eye, but it's a really slow process. Now, so, that, so that's uh, where the magnetic pulsar comes in, right? To do to, right. to, to, so to pulse if, the if lymphatics. Right, um, but the problem is with magnetic pulsar. Uh, from back, it is only about, uh, I think, uh, three inch diameter. So it is small surface, and it, it only covers the size of the of the coil of a magnet, uh, but it penetrates about 12 inches deep. So you put it on one side of your brain and you put microphone on the other side of your head. And as it uh, creates the impulse, you can you can hear on the microphone, boom. So it means it went through your head and it hit microphone. Uh, it is extremely good if people have problem with uh, bone cancer or leukemia because it can go through the bone and it can stimulate the white blood cells being produced in, in uh, marrow and fem- femur. So um, it, it has its uh, great things. And also my, my wife, she is married to this unit because if you hit yourself uh, or twist your ankle or uh, have injury of this, um, this kind, and if you immediately take pulsar and put it on, the magnetic one, um, 
it is since it is local, it is going to really uh, work on this, energize your cells, and they will recover very quickly. So even twisted ankle, after 20 minutes, it is brain like new. And oh, if you don't have this unit, it takes a while to get you back on your feet. Well, you, bet, you better put one in your backpack then if you go hiking or something in case someone sprains their ankle. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, but so one. what do these things cost? And I know I've seen schematics for being able to build one and things like that. Is it worth building one or are they any good to build? Tell us. Well, it is not that easy to build it. Even though Beck said it's simple, this is how you do it. Well, you know, if you are not savvy in electronics, it is not that simple. And if you're going to make ugly big unit that you'll have problem to schlep around. <laughs> uh, and, and also the original uh, calls for three 9-volt batteries because you have to produce 29 volts. So you take three batteries and put them together, uh, positive to negative, negative to positive to increase uh, the voltage. Uh, now the companies uh, are around that produce this um, with a little amplifier because uh, the unit is has a control dial that only lets and resistor that only lets out five milliamps of electricity. So you are using very small amount of electricity, but on high voltage. Maybe, uh, but this makes battery last long time. Okay, great. May, and maybe you can uh, maybe you can put me a link to the to the company that that you recommend, even though they don't like to be associated with you. We'll uh, we'll try okay, to. Yeah, I don't want to say. I don't want to compromise them and say the name out loud because that's fine. Know, if, somebody, that... if somebody wants to email me at my, at Patricia can help at gmail .com, I can get you the uh, the right. Um, information for the right um bob beck pulsar that you're looking for darko will be happy to give me that so uh we'll do that we're just not going to broadcast it here on the show darko we're running out of time i hate it i hate it and you're going to be away and, and not at your computer much so i so appreciate you being with us here today maybe somebody uh i've got people in the wellness room here they may have a question that they want me to ask real uh that they want to ask you real quick and they, they can chime in right now but um, your book, we're, 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 you've got, we're working on a, your book, your, your brochure about the electricity in the body was, was fascinating. Um, and we're getting together just a booklet on how to do the protocol, what to eat, how to eat. It'll be just a simple little booklet. And so I know that's going to help people. Um, what else would you like to, to uh, wrap yeah. up with today? Oh, how do people get a hold if, of you? If they want to, you're not going to be available by Skype, perhaps. But by email, they can contact you and have a consult with you by email. So your your email is Darko, D-A-R-K-O, and then it's V-L-C-K at gmail.com. D-A-R-K-O, V-L-C-K at gmail.com. Do I have, I have that right, right? Yeah, but there is a dot between. So it's D-A-R-K-O dot, oh. V-L-C-K at uh, and at uh, uh, Gmail. Are you sure? Because I know you're. Uh, hold on. I'm. I, I, I know you know your old G, Gmail address, but let me just check. Yeah, there is a dot between. No, there's no, there's not in the Gmail one. Only in your Skype address. Your Skype address has the dot in between. D a r k o v l c k. No, but Gmail also. No, I don't. I don't have it that way. That's weird. Okay. All right. Try try it that way. Find out if you can't get a hold of them. Patricia can help at gmail.com. We'll get that straightened out. I hear, 
the music's going to start here in just a minute. What else would you like people to know about this? What's one thing would you say? Would would you say to people just try this for a week? Hold on, people are raising their hands here. Let's have a look. Um, do you need coconut oil in the shake, or can you use um, butter, eggs, and bananas? Someone wants to know. You can, you can use butter, eggs, and bananas, but or the avocados. trick is that egg has to be raw. Or our, our avocados would be a good fat to put in the shake too, right? Yeah, yeah, you can add avocado if you want to. It is full of oil, but uh, the, the essence is coconut oil and egg. Okay, wonderful. Very good. Dr. Darko Velchek, thank you so much for your time today. We wish you all the best uh, there with, with your move, and we look forward to hearing you at your first opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm.